Hello and welcome to episode two of the Cinema Films podcast. That's the moniker of which I decided to christen this thing with. Um, today I have with me my second guest. This is Laura Ann. Hi, how are you? Uh, so from what I understand, you recently finished up a 48-hour um, scramble. Yeah, we did um, Team Itself here. We did a 48 for the Christian Worldview Festival. This was their first year to do a 48 competition in conjunction with their festival. And so this was the first year, so it's exciting to be able to be a part of that and uh, create a team to, to do a film for that. Okay. Well, what did you end up settling on for the, the theme of it? Well, the way that they do their festival is that they give you, as you know, most of the 48s or 72s do, is you have certain requirements that have to be in your film, but um, where some of them, they give you a genre such as horror or comedy. Um, this festival was a Christian festival, and so what they gave you was a Bible verse in which you had to create a film off of. And um, so we, the the verse, I can't remember what it was, just right off the top of my head, um, but it dealt with the foundations of, of Christ and, and that, you know, we can't be shaken as long as we have that foundation. And the, the storyline that we went with was a senator's wife was actually kidnapped and held hostage and um, the her abductor um, pretty much mocked her for her belief in that um, she was like you know no matter what you do to me you know I, I know where I'm going and there's nothing you can say or do that's going to shake me from my faith and um, soon after she, she says that he, he has a a funny little thing that he does that, that actually gets him caught and um, she's she's soon rescued. So it, it was, you know, it was a little bit challenging coming up with the storyline to to go with this particular Bible verse because we were thinking, you know, it would be something along the lines of, you know, your faith or um, what it's like to, I don't know, be a Christian in everyday life or, or something like that. Um, so when we got this Bible verse, I kind of stared at the screen for a little while, and I was like, how do I write a story that surrounds around this verse? And I'm sure they did that on purpose, so it would be a challenge. Uh, but I think that we ended up with a really good uh, project in the end. Okay. So tell me a little bit about your background outside of the uh, festival. Okay, well, uh, I grew up in Atlanta. I um, was a professional dancer for the Georgia Ballet. I did my acting training with Alliance Theater there in Atlanta, and local training and everything. And um, when I was 18, I actually ran away from home to join uh, Disney's Beauty and the Beast Broadway tour show. Um, and that didn't last but maybe but about 18 months until my father was like, okay, so, you know, you need to go to college. And so I came home, went to college, uh, studied theater at the University of North Alabama. Uh, was where I met my husband. And my first experience with film was, oh, goodness, probably, I think it was like 2012, 
2000, yeah, 2012, I believe, um, there was a casting call for a lifetime pilot, and they needed a lot of background, and I hadn't had any experience in film, and so I thought, you know, getting some background work would, would be a lot of fun and a door into getting into the industry, and um, so I went, and funny thing is they they needed someone for the show which they wrote in last minute and so they decided they were going to see if they could choose from the people in the background um if there was anyone there that that fit the role had any experience at all in acting and um so they had several of us audition and i actually got the role and it was for a lifetime pilot called hr um and the role was to play Alicia Silverstone's uh, secretary. And she was like a kleptomaniac who, um, was, you know, her character description was kind of mousy and chubby. And um, I was like, okay, so they think I'm mousy and chubby and I got the role. All right. Um, <laughs> so um, that was my first experience in, in film. The, the show uh, debuted at a festival in... Um, Nevada and at, uh, in Vegas and evidently it, it didn't get the reviews that it needed and so we, we were not chosen to actually go on air but that was my first experience at film and uh, then I just kind of went on to do some background work day player work for, for other shows and um, with both Lifetime and ABC and um you know, in the middle of all that, I decided, you know, I was like, I have a lot of stories to tell, and I would love to get into film from the other side of things, and I, I've always been a writer. I've wrote since I was about 15 years old, and so I taught myself how to screenwrite and just got online, YouTube, books, anything that I could find that would teach me the format for screenwriting and I just started writing and then producing my own stuff and it just kind of you know burst from from there and I fell in love with it and yeah I mean it's been a great ride ever since then uh, producing my own stuff and we've won a few awards at some different festivals that we have submitted to um, last year we um, participated in my second uh, competition, which was at the Rocket City um, 72 Hour that Alex Gibson put on with um, the Huntsville Expo. And um, that was their first inaugural 72 Hour Film Festival. And, and we won best, best Film and Best Editing and Best Acting for that, that competition. And uh, so we just finished this one that we did this past weekend and uh, just got the news that uh, Alex Gibson and his team are going to be putting together a new one for this year. It'll either be at the end of February or the first weekend in March. And so we're, we're really looking forward to that. Okay. Um, I hear you were involved with a film called Only Easy Day. Yes. I... Um, only Easy Day was a, a project here that shot in Huntsville, and um, I was the first assistant director for that. Okay, can you tell me a bit about that experience? 
Yeah, it um, it was the first film locally that I was involved in that wasn't one of my own projects, and so that was really exciting to me to be able to be a part of something here locally um, instead of having to travel to Atlanta or New Orleans or, or elsewhere to, to work. And um, it was a really good um, a project to be a part of. Uh, Tim Reischauer directed that one, and uh, the story was based upon... Um, some of the things that, um, you know, involve, you know, veterans and how, um, you know, they suffer after coming back from, from war and those stressful situations and, and everything. And they, I'm so sorry, they Hollywoodized it, you know, of course, to make it um, a story that would, um, you know, really pique people's interest and, and make them want to, to see the movie. Um, it, we shot for an entire month of May of this past year and uh, you know it was right in the, the heat of everything we had several locations it was it was pretty hectic because um, we had so many different uh, people a part of this cast because it was a story that branched over many many years of this person's life and so it was my job to coordinate all of those actors you know and they were coming in from everywhere from here in Alabama Tennessee Atlanta elsewhere and um so you know that was a good experience for me as a first assistant director uh, some of the other shoots that I'd worked on as a first assistant director, the directors pretty much planned everything, and I just had to come in and help them on the set. And so this was great experience for me to be able to um, get that experience of what it really means to be first assistant director and coordinate everything behind the scenes and the actors and the locations and, and everything. I handled uh, locations as well. and. Um, the meal planning and, and all of that. So it, it was really good learning experience. And anybody who can get on set as a first AD here locally, I would say to it because it gives you so much um, experience of what it, it really takes to make a movie and keep everything organized and coordinated. Okay. So... You mentioned the same as uh, Mr. Bill Swigert had mentioned in my interview with him about having to constantly leave the state and how great it is whenever you do get occasions to work in state on projects. I was wondering if you could tell me a bit more about your experience with local production versus out-of-state production, and maybe we can tie that into a conversation about uh, state film incentives and, and your perspective on that. Okay. Well, you know, over the years, there's been a lot of movies that were filmed, at, at least in part in Alabama. Um, some of the big ones, you know, like Forest Dump and Fried Green Tomatoes, a long, uh, long Walk Home, My Cousin Benny, Sweet Home Alabama, um, oh, and uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. You know, those have all happened kind of in years past, but we haven't really seen many that were of this, you know, larger budget because... Um, you know, so many are going to Atlanta or Florida or elsewhere because of the incentives. Um, I know the state film office is, you know, trying things to attract more um, because there's growth in the amount of people, you know, in the state who have experience. But the problem is that we have, like, a cap of 20 million, I believe it is, while other states, such as Georgia, do not. So 
even still, you know, uh, well, okay. There was a, a publication um, recently um, for the state, I think it was called This is Alabama, and they stated that this past year the amount of film that came into Alabama in 2008 doubled than previous years. So it's not stopping film from coming here, but it is probably stopping high-profile films that will have larger budgets in the teens and, and hundreds of millions. Um, the real incentive, I think, for, for the state is the diverse atmospheres. Uh, one thing that's bringing film here is, you know, the state's natural beauty, the diversity, and the hills to the ocean, to the countryside, to the inner city, like Birmingham, Mobile, um, Montgomery, and of course the, the Space and Rocket Center brought in the, the film Zero last year because it, would, it had to offer um, in the Space and Rocket Center um, because the, the Florida Space Center, you know, they couldn't risk having that many people and, and everything going on around that. Um, but I, I think that we have so many opportunities to work here and people who are willing to work here if on a state level we could you know, raise those incentives and advertise more of what we have here. I was reading something the other day um, and they were saying, you know, some of the producers that come into town to do shows like there's like some reality shows that were here recently and those same producers once they saw what the state had to offer, um, they've been back two or three times since then on other projects once they actually saw what we had to offer. So I think that if, you know, the state would just raise those incentives and advertise what the state has to offer as far as, you know, our different environments and the wide vast of environments that we have to offer, just like Georgia does. Georgia has a lot of the same stuff and that's what brought a lot of those companies from LA over in addition to the incentives is everything that, that you can shoot. You could shoot an entire movie in the state of Georgia because it has the mountains, it has the inner city, it has the countryside, it has the urban, it has the ocean, it has everything that you can offer just like Alabama does. It's just that I think Alabama does not have the motivation to to do what Georgia has done. And I think that we need to get some people in office or, you know, some of these people like Tommy Bell and Kathy Falk with the, the state office to just really push, and I know they are, um, but, you know, to just do more to show the film industry what Alabama has to offer. Okay. Do you think it would be possible then if the state is unwilling to give incentives to production coming in from California, do you think it would be possible if an in-state production ever got large enough to maybe have the state legislature get behind that in a way that they wouldn't from, for a project that's coming in from Hollywood? Yeah. I mean, it's, everything comes down to money, to be honest. You know, if, if we can get, you know, a company here, and the investors here that can put in 
what it takes to to bring in those those larger productions, then you know I I think it's very possible. It's possible for that to happen anywhere. Um, but yeah, it just all comes down to money and what people are are willing to give in order to make that happen. Gotcha. This this is me sort of interjecting my opinion on it, but I feel like it. To get investors behind a project, you have to prove that you have the ability to sell. Because at the end of the day, it's, it, it is art and it is artistic, but it's also a product. And if the product doesn't sell, nobody wants to invest the next one. So I think what we're probably going to see, my my guess based upon you know the amount of production that's going on here on like short films and the people making independent features is eventually someone is going to build up to a point where they make a feature they can sell and then they're going to make it consistent. And that's where our first in-state production studio is going to come from. Yeah, definitely. I've, I've had dreams of that being me, to be honest with you. Um, we, um, we actually shot a, a proof of concept this past year for Pretty Big Girl. Um, and as far as my knowledge, we're the first people, at least in Huntsville, um, from a company that, that hasn't produced a lot, um, the largest budget towards that project, you know, especially for just a proof of concept. We spent about $15,000 on that proof of concept to make sure that it was rock solid in cinematography and, and story, and we had the best cast and, and everything to show investors, you know, the product that we had and that it could make money. And um, we're now branching out, trying to, to find those investors and everything we have some people both in LA and Nashville and, and elsewhere who have it in their hands so um, you know we're really hopeful for that um, pretty big girl um, you know we shot the proof of concept and and everything we feel really good about it and we're, we're hopeful that we can produce that and keep it actually in Alabama originally we were going to shoot it in Savannah Georgia because of some of the different incentives we had and then we actually had some people on the state level you know message us and say hey let, let's keep this in Alabama can we keep it in Alabama and I'm like okay so we're in Alabama we're gonna shoot it and so um you know if we get the the funding to shoot it we hope to shoot it in or around the the Mobile area um so you know that that's me trying to do my part into to keeping feature films in Alabama um, in order to, to help the the state to see that you know big projects can come here and they can make money and we do have the crews that can can handle films on this level. Okay. Um. I'm trying to think of how to word this next question, if you'll give me a second. So your time that you've spent working on production, um, I, you know, I, I assume that's like the last two to three years, it, it seems like. During that time period, um, what is your takeaway on the in-state talent, people who are willing to work as crew as well as the amount of actors and the quality of the actors in-state. I'm wondering your opinion on that. Okay. Um, well, I've, I've been working on the production side for about six years okay. now, and um, I'll say that, you know, honestly, there's not enough people here right now who are trained 
there are tons of people who are interested and want to get in, but one of the biggest problems is is there's not enough avenues for these people to train and learn, both on the crew side and on the the talent side of things. You have a few schools here and there, but the, the majority of them only teach the basics, and in order to really get good at your craft, you need intensive programs that are going to teach these people everything they need to know, and they're leaving here because of that and going to places in Atlanta or L.A. or New York in order to get that intensive training that they need, and then they kind of, wherever they landed to go to school, they're kind of staying there because that's where the action is and that's the relationships that they built. And um, so I think our biggest problem is the people who are really, really, really um, interested and motivated are leaving and not coming back. And I, I think that if we could build more programs here to teach people both on the crew side and the talent side of things, then we keep them here. And um, that's actually one of my goals um, before I die is to to open a program here. I work with Huntsville Indie Filmmakers right now. And, um, you know, it's very small. We have like maybe 15 to 20 people who are coming in and each week that we have people come in, we're teaching them, you know, what it is to be an AD, what it is to be a grip or a gaffer, or how to run a camera, how to set up lighting, all of those sorts of things. And so that's kind of my first step in in trying to help this community, especially here in Huntsville, to learn all of those aspects of film so that they can then in turn get on a film set and know what they're doing without having to be taught on set and so I I hope that I'm doing my part in that and and I'm not the only one teaching we have different people who are coming in like we've had Bill um, come in and, and talk about lighting and camera angles and all of that and um we had Nancy Bringa come in last week, and she is actually a part of the um, the script supervisor guild, and she's worked in LA and, and everywhere on very big movies that are you know on shelves and in theaters, and she taught you know how to be a script supervisor, and we teach things such as editing and and everything, everything that involves the the film industry, we haven't really touched on acting a lot because I think the majority of people who are in the Huntsville Indie Filmmakers group, they're, they're wanting to learn more about the, the crew side of things in those positions. And um, so we collectively are, are teaching people here locally so that when film comes to Huntsville, they can then confidently apply for those positions that are coming in and they'll know how to do the job and so I, I hope that I'm doing my my part there in, in helping people who want to be involved but just don't know how yet yeah I kind of get what you mean about the education in Alabama 
everyone tries, but the lack of avenues that are free or accessible for basics and the fact that they're having to go to university just to get the basics kind of cuts the advanced topics off at the knee. So you never get as in-depth uh, info as you, and training as you would want. Right. So um, your, your indie filmmaking teaching group, um, how did that come about being created? What was the, the startup behind that? Well, um, it was started by someone previously who was leading the group, and then that person, um, I believe, moved um, out of the city, and um, so then it was left up to some of the members whether to keep it going or not, and um, a gentleman named James Burton uh, decided that he would like to keep it going, and um, James had some experience with with film um but not you know an extensive level um in being on on set and getting that first-hand experience and so i i went to one of the meetings and afterwards i i approached him and i said hey you know after talking with some of these people you know they'd really like some more in-depth understanding and experience of, of all the different positions I'd like to learn and what it's like to be on set. Would you mind if I helped you lead up this group? And he was like, yeah, sure. So um, ever since then, we've, we've come up with a plan of, of having someone who has experience, extensive experience on set in all these different positions. And we actually have collectively wrote a script and shot it and then several of the people who were in that group as well I pulled onto our 48 to give them more set experience and seeing what it's really like to be on set and um we're you know we're growing I've been a part of that group now for I guess about six months and since then we've gone from two to three people showing up to now we have about 15 to 20 um, we've had more than that if we had somebody who was coming in that people just really wanted to see. And um, so, yeah, it, it's growing, and we would love to have more people come and join our group. We meet on the second Tuesday of every month on the Calhoun Community College campus um, at the old building that's in the back, and you just walk into the, the lobby and, and take a left down the 300 hall, and we're usually in a room over there. And, um, yeah, it's, it's great for anybody who is interested in the film industry and, and learning a position because we, we are, you know, and we're not focusing on just one thing. We're, we're teaching in this group all of the aspects of filming and not only teaching it but also pulling those people and putting them on a set because I think that you can talk about it all day long but until you actually get the experience and trying out the lighting and, you know, what effect does this make? Um, how do you organize this and how do you plan for that? Um, the real work is actually getting, setting foot on set to learn what all that's about. And that's what we're teaching and it's, it's free. We don't charge for it at all. Um, I know that uh, we do take up like a donation to help for the cost of, of renting the room each month. 
Um, but other than that, it is it's absolutely free to anybody who wants to come and, and join in and, and, and learn about what it's like to be on a set okay. and all the jobs that, that there are. Okay. That, uh, that actually sounds like a really good deal for most people. Um, because as I, as I mentioned before, the other alternative is to pay for a university just to get the basics. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that this is very comfortable to some of the film programs at some of the universities because they, they kind of touch on things here and there and you have your filming projects that you learn and everything, but, um, you know, this is really intensive and in, in teaching people hands-on what it's like. Um, you know, and, and some of like the, the film schools that are here locally, they, they do the same thing. They, they touch on things, but they don't really give you that experience and knowledge that you need in order to confidently apply for a position and be on set and be able to walk in and know everything that you need to know in order to do that job effectively. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I like, I like the idea of, of what you're doing. I like the sound of that. It's a lot of fun. We've we've had um, people who are, are so thankful for the program, especially that you know it is a free program that, that people can come to, and um, you know some of the the other schools, you know they they're charging you know astronomical amounts of, of money for you to come and learn, but you're really learning no more than what we're doing for free because we just want to help people and and help them to to learn and and find their passion um in the film industry and for me that's what it's all about is helping people and helping people discover their dreams and their passion and then you know sending them out and and letting them them grow and flourish from there okay do you have a website url that i could plug into this whenever we're done that way people can go to it um Indie Filmmakers does have a Facebook page, and you just go and like that page, and um, we always put each month a poster of who's going to be there and what time it starts and um, what room it's going to be in over at, at Calhoun, and um, we also have a, a private chat group for those people who come to that group that's that's just for those people as well so if you you come and you want to be a part of the group then we'll get you in that chat room as well where we discuss things and um, plan for our next meetings and such all right well i feel like that about does it for the interview thank you for your time